Hiya, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Want to go for a ride? Sure, Ken. <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life is plastic. It's, it's fantastic. fantastic. Is what was the word? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we figured it out. Uh, welcome to Unhinged Therapy. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I hope everyone's having a wonderful week. Yeah, kicking off the week right with your unhinged therapists. Period. And let's get into the recap. We had a very exciting weekend. We did. We had this collab with Crooked Creations and Celestial Industries. Yeah, if you don't follow them on Instagram, make sure you give them a follow and check them out. Yes. Celestial Industries is more of like DJs. Yes. Uh, they play some dope music. They really like adjusted to every single crowd. Yeah. Like they went from 70s, 80s music to Spanish to like club EDM. Like they really, they touched on it all. Like it yeah. was really dope. Yeah, I really liked them. Um, if you're a local, they're at Pure Village Thursday mm-hmm. to Sundays up until Labor Day weekend, I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they're dope. I really like them. I'll probably end up going back to Pier Village to see them. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They're really nice, too. They are really nice, which, like, honestly, I was very nervous working with, like, a DJ company because it's a hit or miss. Like, I've met some really nice DJs, and I've met some pretty grimy ones. So they were really dope, and, like, it was a really fun event. It was a really cool bar. It was right on the water. Yeah, like, such a nice vibe. Mm -hmm. Got, like, couches outside. You got the fire pits outside. You got... A lot of entertainment, a lot of good drinks, mm-hmm. good company. Shout out to all the friends that came. Exactly. Uh, shout out Crooked Creations. She styled us. Yeah, she styled us. Uh, she's got some dope clothes, too. Um, yeah. And you can kind of, like, there are pieces where you can kind of, like, make it your own. Mm-hmm. They're, like, pieces that you can build upon. Like, you yeah. don't just have to wear it as it is. Like, you can make it into something. Which is cool. Yeah, I really like that. style. Yeah, Yeah. you could fit. Exactly. Like, you could fit into whatever style that you like. Yeah. Um, It was cool. It was really really fun. We had some really good time. Um, We vlogged. We did. We actually have a recap of it on YouTube if you guys want to tune into that to see what it's all about before you go. Yeah, check out our YouTube. It's new. We finally made it. Finally. Oh, my God. We finally got our microphones. We got the camera. We got the YouTube up. Everything's finally coming together, which is very shocking. Yeah, I'm actually really pumped about it, too. (laughs) For once. With these microphones, I feel like I'm on Love Island. We're so official. Yeah, we're like... Gonna pull each other for a chat at some point. Oh my god, we're gonna have some banta. Bants, we're gonna do bits. We're gonna keep our eggs in our baskets. Keep our eggs in our baskets, our cards close to our chest. Oh, yeah. You know, what I realized is like, I'll do a British accent, but like, it low key goes into an Australian accent, and I'm like, how the fuck do I keep doing this? I can't do either, and I'll go out to the bar and pretend that I'm British, <laughs> and then people will be like, are you like, is there something okay? wrong with you? Like, I remember, like the first time. I said, we, me and Brie were out together at one one time, mm. and I was like, all right, we're going to pull people for a chat. <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck is this bitch talking about? Like, okay, <laughs> sure. All right, like, oh, here we go. Uh, here and we go. go. And I I just went with it. Yeah. I just went with it. I was a little afraid, but. Yes. A little apprehensive at first. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I love Love Island, especially UK, so. Yeah. I'm binging that right now. Ooh. If you guys like it, sh- yeah, I mean, we can talk about it. Period. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we obviously went to Johnny Max. After. Oh, yeah. I was like, did we? 
We did. We did. It is. I was so fucking tired. The best part was I was so tired and I was standing lifeless at the bar. And then Danielle took a picture of me. And, and then, like, okay. everyone's mood changed back to, like, good vibes. And I really don't think it was the picture. I think it was the flash. It was the flash because I didn't tell her flash was on. Yeah, and it just really, like, I was a new woman. I was, like, talking. I was social. Yeah. And, like, we weren't, like, crazy. Like, we were just, like, vibing. Like, we were. Everyone was like, well, how was the event? I was like, it was just such a vibe. Like, it was, yes. I, don't really, I don't, like describe things like that yeah but like I felt like that really was just like a vibe it was like you could really go there if you want to and dance and party but you could also go there and it's like almost like lounging and like just like relaxing a good place to like talk with your friends and like pregame almost yeah um it's a little pricey so it is a little pricey so bring your wallets bring your wallets bring your sugar daddies right go on a date there make sure they're paying period I don't know something but yeah, it was a good time, and then we got some McDonald's, which was good. Period. And then we came back to my house, and I, it was so hot out. It was. And I wanted to go <laughs> swimming. Oh, my God. <laughs> Danielle, the whole time we were at the bar, was like, we're going to jump in the pool when we get home. And I was like, yeah, we are. Let's fucking go. <laughs> so, like, we get back. Yeah. <laughs> and we go outside, and I jump in the pool. She... You know what you did? She jumped in the pool so fast. She ripped off all her clothes, jumped in the pool. And then she goes, it's not bad. It's not bad. Like, it was, she it looked like she was fucking freezing her tits off, literally. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking jumping in to go out. And I was like, I thought we were going to, like, hang, swim. And you're like, no, it's so late. I was like, it's 1.30 in the morning. I don't want my neighbors to think she I'm was getting like, robbed. Okay, I'm done. Let's yeah. go inside. She was like, since all of you were fake and didn't go in the pool. Yeah, I was like, all you bitches didn't want to go in the pool with me. And they're like. We were going to come. You just got out really quickly. I was like, nope. We're going to bed. And you were not very convincing on the temperature. It's not bad. It really wasn't bad. It's not bad. It really wasn't bad. I just, like, wanted to get out. Oh my god. It was so funny. But it was such a good night. And then we went to bed by... I slept in a cocoon. Yeah. Uh, Well, there's one thing about me is I like to sleep, like, in Antarctica. Like, I need it to be freezing yeah and like not everyone's a fan of that and no. i'm in the basement of my house which is like already pretty cold and she, then i have my fan on she turns on the fucking fan <laughs> full blast and i was on the couch like her and her friend amy slept in her bed and i was like don't worry i'll take the couch because i don't want anywhere near that fan i was like i already know amy was like do you want me to sleep on the couch i was like no no i got it <laughs> amy hates when i put the fan on so I was like, I got the couch, and I literally wrapped myself in three different blankets, covered my face, and went to sleep. Yeah. I had the fan off full blast, like, right on my face. You would think Amy is going out in the snow the way she, like, bundles up. Yeah, To literally. get ready for bed. Her back is to me. Like, she, she wants no part of it. I can't. And in the morning, she's like, turn the fucking fan off. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's not that bad, but like, it is freezing. Yeah, no, as soon as I woke up, I went right upstairs and hung out with your your mom and yeah. your sister because I was like, it is too like, cold. So cold. <laughs> it is, and it's hard to like get up in the morning too, especially for like work. Like, it's nice to sleep in the cold, but then like, I, I don't want to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And also, like, it's already hard enough because I'm in the basement, there's like no windows. Yeah. So I don't know what time of day it is. It's pitch black down here. It is. I woke up at 7 when I slept over, and I was like, okay, like, I could sleep for, like, another half hour. I woke up at frickin', like, I think 11. Yeah. Yes. And I don't I don't sleep in, like, I, anymore. I used to. Like, I was known, like, in high school to, like, sleep until 2 p.m. Now I literally can't sleep past, like, 8.30 in the no, morning. Li- 
literally, like, especially when I'm drinking, like, mm-hmm. I can't sleep in. Yeah. And the, one of my first weekends down here, I did not wake up till 12. Oh, my God. I was like, like, I didn't wake up in between either. That's crazy. And I was like, um, I hate doing this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't like sleeping in that late anymore, like, because I feel like I just wasted, like, my whole day. And, like, especially in the summer, like, I'm trying to get outside and tan. Period. But, yeah, that was fun. Um, did you do anything else? I don't think so. No, I think I went to my family's house the next day and hung out with my grandma. Yeah, that was the day I texted you because my grandma was in a conundrum. Right. Yeah, I spent time with Grams. Yeah. You went to it. Tiki Monday, though. Oh, I did. Yeah. I told you, you were like, oh you remember? <laughs> yeah, I went to Tiki Monday. Um, it was my best friend's last week living home, and she had, like, a whole bucket list of what she wanted to do for the summer. And on it was going to this bar in New Jersey called Tiki um, on a Monday because that's, like, their thing. So I took off of work, and we went. And it was, at first, like, so, like, quiet and chill because it was supposed to rain. And then we went out to the boardwalk and cried for two hours about her leaving. Like, literally in a booth, we all just started hysterically crying and, like, holding each other. Like, and people were, like, staring. They are like, oh, my God, those girls are so drunk. We were sober, just hysterically crying. And then we went back in, tears streaming down our face. Our makeup's a wreck. And we're like, oh, my God, it's so packed. And then there's videos of us, like, in front of the DJ. Like, wah! Yeah. Like, that's a girl that can do both. (laughs) Literally, and then we got so drunk in the last hour, and I have no idea how, because we didn't drink a lot. I think it was all the emotions, Um, but it was a lot of fun, and it was memorable, and it was a good, like, one of my last memories with her, like, living home, so it was very nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I went to LBI. Oh, yeah. For my daycation. Love that. And it was so nice. Like, we were on the beast. 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 Bestiality. We were on the beach at 8.30 in, in the morning, and then we did not leave until, like, 6. Oh, that's the best. It was so nice. And, like, the house was, like, right on the beach. Like, it was cool. It was yeah. really nice. We went shopping, got some ice cream. I ate, like, a lot of ice cream. Um, yeah, it was really nice and chill. And then I had to go to freaking work in the morning. Oh. God damn. Yeah. God damn. God damn. God damn. Go damn. All right. Well, let's hear a word from our Sponsor. sponsor. So for this week's topic, we're going to talk about something that I feel like almost everyone has probably experienced in their life, um, whether it be friends leaving for college or readjusting to home life and having your close friends far away, people moving away, or being even in a long-distance relationship with someone. We're going to talk about long distance, specifically friendships, because I feel like me and Danielle can resonate a lot with that. Yeah. I remember moving... Well... I remember going to college and feeling like it was the end of the world when I was leaving <laughs> my friends from home. Like, yeah. Ah, we're never going to see each other again. Oh, my God. This is going to be terrible. But, like, genu- genuinely, we saw each other a lot. Yeah. Like, it wasn't the end of the world. But, like, you don't know anything else mm-hmm. from, like, other than, like, being home with them. Right. Um, and, like, those are your closest friends at that point in your life. So, like, those are the only things you know. Only really you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to school, I learned a lot about just keeping in touch with the people that are most important to you. Yeah. And I feel like that's a common theme, even as you get older. Yeah, 100%. I feel like I had a little bit of a different college experience because I commuted. So, and a couple of my closest friends also did. So we all like were able to stay home together. And then one by one, my friends slowly started moving away. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it was like a very big adjustment. Um... And I would say I'm navigating, like, the person that was, like, 
my go-to for literally everything for as long as I could possibly remember moving away right now. She just moved um, two days ago and I feel like I'm dying, but I know that what's helping me personally right now through it is like, I know she's going to thrive there. Like she's going to get to watch her niece grow up. Like she moved to be with her family. She didn't move like for anything else. Even if she didn't move for anything else, I'd be happy for her, but she moved to be with her boyfriend. She moved to be with her sister and her niece. Like she moved with her parents. Like it's going to be such an incredible experience for her. So that's, what's really helping me just trying to see the good part of it. Um, but it is an adjustment to like your everyday routine because we did everything together. If I forgot something and we were going to the same place, she would pick it up for me. If I, like she was like my emotional fucking band-aid for fucking everything. Every breakup, she came to my house with ice cream without questions asked. Like it's a big adjustment. It really is. I think like so when I was in college, I made like a really good group of friends. And, you know, leaving them in the summer was hard, but we always met up at least once in the summer. But I remember when I graduated, I was like, holy shit, like, we all live in different states. Like, my friend Mm -hmm. lives in Maryland, and it's hard to see her when I'm in New Jersey or, like, my Mm -hmm. friends in Pennsylvania. Like, um, so I remember being like, oh, my God, it's, like, a huge adjustment. Like, I lived with these people for four years. Like, Mm -hmm. these are my people. Like, it's just, and even though I was coming back home to my home friends, it still, like, wasn't the same. Mm -hmm. Um. And it just, like, is a huge adjustment, even just moving home from college in general, but also not having the people that you got through, like, your most crucial years with at that point. Like, that's your intro to, like, adulthood. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're, you're figuring it out together. And they were, like, my core. And I lived with them in the same mm-hmm. house. And we were used to being, like, right next to each other and doing all these fun things together and crying with each other, laughing with each other, just getting through, like, schoolwork with each other. Like, we were in the same sorority. Like, um, so it was a huge adjustment, like, coming home. I'm like, oh, my God, like, when am I going to see them? Like, you don't know. But that is also what kind of makes it fun is planning things to look forward to. Especially, like, if one of them, like, if you guys can, like, meet up somewhere or, like, visit them and you get to experience, like, a road trip or like mm-hmm. somewhere else where you know it's it's different and it's but it's good yeah yeah I think it's like almost readjusting like your relationship because it was like almost out of like comfort and like necessity at, like during like the time when you live with them or like when you live close to them and now it's like building new memories together that you probably wouldn't have experienced like staying in your town or staying in your college town so I think that's definitely yeah. a good part of it um And there's also, like, a difference, I feel like, I've had friends that have always been long distance versus the friends that move away. And I think my friends that, like, I met through studying abroad that, like, lives in California and lived in Connecticut, like, Chicago, all of these different places really showed me, like, how you can continue and, like, have a healthy friendship with people, even though there's miles apart. Right. I was, like, to, like, kind of go off that, like, when you do keep that like effort to talk to people that are far from you mm-hmm. it it's either it like kind of puts your friendship or relationship to the test like are you gonna make the effort am I gonna make the effort mm-hmm. are we gonna talk like is this relationship important enough for me to like make time out of my day mm-hmm. and those are sometimes the best friendships that I have for the mm-hmm. ones that like aren't right in front of my face like those yeah. are some of like my actual good friends is mm-hmm. that because they're so far but you it's almost like you kind of have to like you have to make the effort. Exactly. You have to show them that that friendship works, like, both ways. 100%. It puts it really to the test. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. It does. I 100%. think it does one of two things. I think it makes the heart grow fonder 
or the opposite and you guys do drift, which is sad. It is sad, but it has it's happened to me personally and I'm sure it's happened to many people and it doesn't mean you love the person any less, it just means that you guys are in two completely different places in your life. Yeah. Also like if you're a low maintenance friend, it's like nice because sometimes mm-hmm. like I don't really need to talk to them that much, but it's mm-hmm. like you you also have to think like what is my friend's like love language? Like what do they yeah. need from me? Like I I need to FaceTime them. I'm the friend that I FaceTime everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I FaceTime my friends from school maybe, like, once a week. They don't answer me that often. You know, <laughs> as you've gotten older, we're a lot busier. Everyone has a boyfriend. Like, everyone has a life. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. I just do random FaceTime check-ins mm-hmm. just to see. Yeah. What you doing? What are you having for dinner? There you go. I want to talk to your mom. Okay. I miss her. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, I think just... FaceTiming, texting, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And, like, a while will go by and, like, but that's, like, really fun. It's, like, when I see my friends after a while, like, it's, like, nothing changed. Like, yeah. There was no time had passed, which is, like, my favorite kind of friendships. Yeah, 100%. I also would say, like, with that, the distance, what did you say? Distance makes the heart grow fonder? It really does because it what, does. I have a story of like one of my like friends that moved away. Like we were close and we were in the same friend group, but like when we were teenagers, we like weren't, we didn't have an emotional connection really at all. Like we were just kind of in the friend group together. We liked each other's company, but like we always had like closer friends than one another. And once she moved, I don't know what changed, but now we're, like, so close. She's one of my go-to that, that, like, I text when I need, like, emotional support. Like, friendships do develop and change regardless. Yeah. Like, whether they're right in front of your face or not. So I think that it's important that if you want to continue a friendship, to put that effort in, to have those conversations. And I'm not a FaceTimer. Like, if I move away, we probably wouldn't FaceTime yeah, no. a lot. <laughs> I, I like phone calls. I do like phone calls because I feel like when I'm on FaceTime, I have to sit there and, like, stare at you the whole time when I, like, can't fucking sit still. So I stay on the phone and I'll, like, do, like, laundry while I talk to my friends that, like, live far. And, like, that's nice. I like doing that. I like texting. I like voice memos a lot. I'll send a voice memo when I'm down the fucking street from you. I like that. <laughs> my friend um, Amy, she only lives, like, an hour from me, but we FaceTime, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'll just sit on our phones, like, doing other things. Mm-hmm. Um, our one good friend did move away, which was, like, a huge adjustment for me mm-hmm. last year at the end of the summer. And that was, like... That was hard because, like, I spent, like, every day with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, I didn't know her. Girl. I only was friends for, like, three years. But, like, one of my best friends, she got me through, like, one of the hardest summers that I've had. But, like, and I was like, oh, no. Like, I hate change. Yeah. I hate change. I, uh, I me don't, too. I don't just want to change. I have a hard time accepting change. Me fucking too. And it just seems like everything just keeps changing. And, like, Mm. I was so upset. I was like, no. Like, now I have to, like, I don't know. Like, now I have to find someone who's going to go out with me every weekend. Like, and (laughs) this is, and at this time, like, in the fall when she moved away, my whole other friendship, my whole other friend group dynamic was changing. Mm -hmm. Everything was changing. I wasn't hanging out with them as much. Like, no one was it was kind of falling apart and like it was a very pivotal like moment in my friendships like in my life and it was just a hard time like yeah. navigating that without having like my it, what felt like my rock at that point mm-hmm. but like again you just evolve and roll with the punches yeah 100 percent. you did <laughs> And now you're thriving. And now I'm here. Period. And I hinge therapy. 100%. <laughs> Cute. 
I think one of the biggest things with long-distance friendships and relationships is a lot of miscommunication can also happen. And it literally, it's, I was, I once had a long distance relationship. It was actually my first relationship. And it's so easy for things to get like misconstrued or for jealousy to occur. Like it's very easy for that to happen. Even in friendships, like you see your, your best friend, like starting to make new friends in a new town. And you're like, bitch, don't forget about me. Like, excuse me. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. So like, it's very normal for those feelings to come up, but don't let them almost like, Ruin. ruin what you have if it's worth like you know putting your time and energy into because if that relationship or friendship is worth maintaining it's going to stand the test of time yeah and I, like d- distance makes you realize a lot I was in a long distance relationship <laughs> like I knew the relationship was over when I was like I just don't want to go visit you like I yeah. do not want to see you yeah and yeah it, it was just like hard like and then we would fight about who's going to come visit who, who was the last one to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's not easy. It's not for everybody. No. I don't necessarily know if it's for me, but it'd have to be, like, the right person, obviously. Like, yes. you, you make sacrifices and, like, you do things that you don't necessarily want to do. And you make things work when you want it to work. 100%. And when it feels right. Yeah. Like, you can't, when it, and in long distance, you really can't fake anything. No. Like, you can't force anything. Like, no. You would just have to be true to who you are, like yourself mm-hmm. and like your feelings at that time. Like, I didn't want to break up, but I was also like, I don't want to come see you. I don't want to drive an hour and a half. I, I, and mm-hmm. it was convenient when I was in college because we were together in college and he yeah. lived 10 minutes from my school. So I was like, oh, this is so easy. Like, great, whatever. When I came home, I'm like, I have no plans on moving to Pennsylvania. Right. Like, we were not aligned. We were just like, it was a college relationship, it was good for what it was. When I came home, it really made me realize a lot, a lot of things. Like, I had more fun going out with my friends than the idea of going to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say anything bad about him, but it was also like, I just don't want to make the effort. Right. And neither right. one of us did. It wasn't just me. Like, he didn't either. Yeah, trust me. right. <laughs> it really does show, like, where your priorities lie when that distance is there. And, like, it could be really good and it could show you how much you care about someone, but there also could be growing pains. And with those growing pains, it could show that you guys are like growing apart almost Mm -hmm. or like not meant to be together. Yeah. I think the relationship, like, I think it'll show you like the flaws in your relationship. Oh, for sure. And like the communication, it has to be good. The trust has to be good. Like it's a lot that needs to be intact in order for, a long-distance relationship to work. Yes. And there has to be an end goal, mm-hmm. I think. Like, hopefully there's an end goal. Yeah. Because um, you can't, obviously, like, live like that forever. No. I mean, like, if you wanted to, if that's, like, your lifestyle, whatever. But for me, like, no. No. It yeah. needs to be a temporary thing. Yeah. Distance. And distance, oh, I've learned, really makes me learn, like, how much I like somebody. Yes. It's true. How much I, like, like my friends. One hundred percent. Because when I came home from school, though, I had a bigger group of friends, but I only kept in touch with like three of them. Because right. That's who I. Those are my best friends. Right. Those are the ones I cared about. Not mm-hmm. like I didn't care about my other ones, but like obviously we didn't have that good of a friendship though. If neither one of us are reaching out. Yeah. And we both we live close to each other, but like it's not to say we're not. Like I don't like you. It's just mm-hmm. our friendship's not that strong, and 
That's okay. Yeah. We can be friends. We don't have to be best friends anymore. I think something so important as we get into our 20s and as we get older, like your friends don't have to be every single person for you. Some person can be a person that you like going out with. Some person can be your emotional like support friend that you like do things yep. together. Some per- Someone could be your sober friend. Mm. Like someone could be your responsible like friend. Like there's no reason that... And there's so much pressure to put, like, one person in this tiny box and expect them to be everything for you. And that's just so, like, it's too much, especially with the distance, like, added into it. It's, like, unreasonable almost. Like, I say a lot of the times, like, people play roles almost, like, in Mm -hmm. your life. And, like, if I'm looking for, like, harsh advice, I know who to go to. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking for someone just to, like, tell me what I want to hear, I know who to go to. Mm -hmm. If I want someone who wants, who's going to, like be emotional with me I'm not gonna go tell my friend who like is so hard and like exterior and like not emotional exactly I'm gonna tell my friend who is emotional Mm -hmm. and that's because I I know I can get that from my friend yeah I'm not putting unreasonable expectations on someone that just isn't like like that with me Mm -hmm. you know and there's nothing wrong with that that. it's normal it's it's a part of life yeah I don't know it doesn't make you any like less friends Mm -hmm. it's just what you ex- expectations that they've set for you like exactly the relationship that you've created mm-hmm. and we have those same expectations onto us like personally for me I know I could be the hard ass friend I'm really bad at not saying how I feel um, but I also can be the friend that is like emotionally supportive and I find that I struggle with the balance of it sometimes but I know that I'm that placeholder for a lot of people and that's I'm okay with that. I know that's, like, my role in people's lives. Like, you just have to almost be comfortable with not placing so many expectations on people because I think that's a lot of times when friendships crumble. Oh, my God, yeah. I feel like just, like, with the miscommunication, too, like, Mm -hmm. especially with distance, like, you don't know if you're fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You guys could have, like, one argument. And one person will take it one way, and, like, I won't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I'll be over here sitting and be like, oh, life is great, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and then they're mad at you, and you're like, what? <laughs> like, I thought we sorted this out weeks ago. What happened? I also didn't know you were mad or this was something to be mad about, like, so, okay. like, communication is definitely key. Yes, and I would say I'm the opposite. Like, sometimes, not that I hold on to things. It takes me a little bit to get over things, and it doesn't mean I'm going to hold it over your head or ever like bring it up like three years later like that's not the type of person I am but if I'm like I do get a little standoffish after something happens and I just have to work through it and that doesn't mean I dislike you it just means I have to work out my own emotions so I don't take them out on you yeah and sometimes people take the like almost like short not shortness I wouldn't even say just like I'm not as like present as like aggression when I'm not being aggressive I'm just figuring out my own shit and I'll yeah. be back let me just let, let me just vibe yeah go through the motion yeah I'll be back Ex- exactly I'm coming right back I'm coming right back let me just like I just need to like take a nap <laughs> a nap I need a nap honestly I need a friendship nap I need a nap I need a little food and then I'll feel better need- you know a little snacky <laughs> snack I need to be treated like a baby vegan buffalo wings I need to be an infant <laughs> for about five seconds yeah and I'll be back. Exactly. I'm just a little BRB. Oh, it's so easy to please me. I just need some food, a little nap, and some clean sheets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's not that bad. I need a no. Dunkin'. I'm mm, a, latte. <laughs> I need a latte. Yeah. I need my phone because we all know how I was when mm. I didn't have a phone. Yeah. Um, 
But I also, what I just thought of, um, I feel like when your friends, like, physically are right near you, like, you're used to, like, telling them every single detail in your life. Yeah. And then when that distance comes, it's kind of, like, not the same. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of feel, like, apart. But it's it's not to say, like, I'm not going to tell you. It's just I'm not telling you right now. Like, right. Like, I'm not updating you. Hey, I'm getting coffee right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't give a fuck what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, you can't come with me. Yeah. Like... Um, so, like, when you do talk, like, it's so fun to, like, catch up. Because you have stuff to talk about. That's actually something I'm so excited about with my best friend because we see each other so often. We'll sit there and be like, so any tea? And I'll be like, well, when I got my nails done the other day, this girl was there and she had, like, really weird hair or something. Like, and we, like, there's nothing that we, like, there's no substance we can talk about because everything we experience is together, which is great. And I loved that we were able to do that. But I'm also so excited to be able to come back and, like, tell her big things that happen rather than just like I went on a walk today and I saw a fucking bird how fucking cool is that how amazing is that like I'm so excited to be able to like share different things with her that we like haven't yet it's like almost like a new journey and that's kind of how I'm trying to look at it so I don't cry yeah yeah (laughs) yeah it's really scary um you know what I also really like Hmm. (laughs) I don't know if this is like toxic but I like when my friends tell me their friend group tea or like tea about people like that I have no idea who they are. Oh, my God, yes. And, like, you're just, like, completely third party and, like, have no, like, mm-hmm. idea. And you can kind of, like, build these persons, like, personalities in your head. Yes. I do this with my friend Amy all the time. <laughs> like, I feel like I know her. I don't That's know any so of them. so funny. Like, and, like, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I like, give me the tea. Mm-hmm. Who hooked up with who? Oh, my God, yes. Whose cousin's mad at them? Why is the family beefing? Mm -hmm. Tell me everything. Yes. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know the tea. Everything. (laughs) Tell me everything. My my one friend that moved away, she lives in D.C. now. She finds out more hometown tea that I still live in than I do. She'll text me and be like, did you hear so-and-so got engaged? Did you hear so-and-so, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she'll, like, tell me, like, people's, like, exclusive fucking family secrets. I'm like, how did you find that out in DC, and that's so fun because it's it's a running joke because she finds out everything before any of my like friend group from home finds out, and me and one other person are the only people left that live here. And the one in fucking DC always finds out first. And we're like, God damn it, Katie, Katie! And it's so fun. Like it's a fun part of like our friendship. And like with her, like I see her so fucking often that like now I've adjusted to her not being home. She hasn't been home since like sophomore year of college, and like never looked back. So. And seeing her thrive there and seeing her so happy makes the distance almost easier. So. Yeah. I think, like, adjusting, like, when you're in your 20s and, like, you're home and, like, your friends have moved is something hard, too. Yeah. Um, Because, like, you almost, like, compare yourself and, like, then you're like, well, shit, like, I'm the last one here and I, like, have no one to hang out with. Yeah. My mom's not going to come with Johnny Max with me. <laughs> like... Your yeah. life changes. Things change, and it's really hard to accept. I think that was, like, my biggest struggle, I think, this year especially. Like, I've never gone through so many, like, um, dynamic changes in my life. And, like, because my sister was pregnant. She couldn't come out with me. I thought I was hoping that we could do that. Mm-hmm. My friend group completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, my One of my best friends moved away. Like, mm-hmm. so it was hard. And then at the time, my one best friend was in a relationship, so she wasn't going out as much. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, weird. Like, and I that's what I like to do. That's how I socialize. That's how I, like, like to spend my free time is, like, doing things and, like, mm-hmm. going out, meeting people. But 
Yeah, that was a huge adjustment, and it's like, it's, it's hard. It's a hard time. It's, your 20s are so uncomfortable and, like, so hard, and, like, you just weed people out. Yes. But, like, that just leaves room for, like, the good people and, like, people that matter. I agree. But, like, it's so hard during it. It's yeah. Like, oh, we're not yeah. going to be 19 forever. I, it's, like, it's so nostalgic now thinking, like, of when all of my, like, friends still lived home. And I, everyone in the friend group always said that I would be the first person out of the state. So the fact that I'm one of the last ones, it's kind of, like, crazy for me. Um, I am very happy with the path that I did take and the place that I am in. Um, but it's, it's so weird. It's, like, such an adjustment and... I don't know. Right now, this time, I guess the best advice that I could give to people is the advice my therapist gave me, um, <laughs> is that I need to start delving back into my hobbies because I really gave up on a lot because even especially the last like year, like I've just been trying to be so present with my friends and be in the moment that like my personal quality time is so fucking important to me. Everyone's different, but I love spending time by myself. I love art. I love painting. I love like doing everything like that. And I kind of stopped doing it um so now I'm gonna try to like with more I, I'm gonna have a lot more free time so I'm gonna need to figure out things to do besides my therapist told me that it wasn't a healthy coping me mechanism watching reality tv and playing my anxiety games on my phone which was a shock to me you know I have to disagree with her I, she was like that she, you know Brianna my personal a bit professional opinion <laughs> I think reality TV is a great way right? to cure yourself. She didn't agree. <laughs> How dare she? I literally, she goes. Has she seen Vanderpump Rules? Literally. Literally. I literally Don't said get to back her. To me. She, I said that to her. I was like, well, I've been watching Vanderpump Rules and playing this game on my phone. Because <laughs> she, she asked me what I was going like, to do. And I was like, and I booked a trip. Like, I'm going to Mexico. And she goes, so we're using escapism rather than coping. And I was like, You're you like, know what? No. Girly, like, you, you read me too well and I don't need it. And she was like, this is what you do. You're like very avoidant. Like, I have an avoidant personality. She was like, you need to face your emotions and when I work on things like art music anything like that all of the emotions come flooding I don't need to be crying over a fucking piece of paper I do that's what I need to do to heal so that's what I'm gonna work on yeah I mean one step at a time one thing at a time one yeah. season of reality tv at a time I learned so much I you know what I learned a lot from reality tv <laughs> I really do I used to like watch it when I was like a little bit younger and like real like learn how to argue with my friends I'm. I actually wrote down in my notes app things that have been said on Vanderpump Rules to reuse. Oh, I'm crying. Like Lisa Vanderpump saying, "You're not important enough to hate." Snaps. Snap. Period. Oh my god, it's stuck in my head on repeat, day you know after what? day after day. Fucking mine is when Sheena, um, Sheena's like taking Lisa's and Stassi's order, and her and Stassi are beefing, and like. She's, like, rude to Stassi. And Stassi's like, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. Yes. I'm like, uh, yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. I literally am always like, I don't know what I did to you, but I'll take a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> that's my comeback for everything. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with a Pinot Grigio. I'm crying. I don't know what I did to you. <laughs> but I'll take a Pinot. And, like, I used to just have this, like, running inner monologue in my head of, like, me being, like, interviewed on a reality show and, like, describing the events that just occurred. Honestly, when I need some motivation, I'll pretend that I, even if I'm not, I'll pretend I'm vlogging my day so that I'm more productive because it's, like, almost, like, the mental fuck of, like, you thinking other people watching you yeah. and it's, like, the pressure to, like, want to present and be more productive for yourself and, and it works. Yeah, and, like, look, like, 
look presentable. Like <laughs> yes. I used to like make videos of my outfit, and like that just motivated me to like get up, get dressed. And yes. Do no. Really. Honestly, I suggest I mean, you try like, that. It, it feels silly and stupid, but mm-hmm. like it's. <laughs> And it goes to show something about our society that we care so much about what other people see and perceive about us. But with that being said, unfortunately, it's something that's instilled in our brains. And I don't even vlog when I do it. It just helps me be more productive. I'll just send it to my friends in our our Snapchat group chats, our, like, like group chat, like, text message, Instagram, DM, TikToks. Like, a lot of the way, like, my love language with one of my friends is sending each other TikTok videos. I love my that. one friend that lives in Maryland, like mm-hmm. during quarantine, she sent me like a TikTok and it was like her, the boyfriend would respond to every individual TikTok video that she like the girl would send. That's so She funny. goes, This is the type of love like I want. So <laughs> I have made it a point since then, twenty twenty. This is now twenty twenty three to respond to every single video she sends me. Aww, every single one. That's one cute. time it was like fifty. Like, that summer was crazy. I'd be like, yeah. I'm at work right now. And I would have to watch every single one and DM them, like, a comment about each one. And I still do Aww. it. But, That's like, sweet. yeah, she's, like, and we have the same, like, similar, like, sense of humor. So it's, like, funny videos. Yeah. Um, but, like, again, like, that is a type of, like, stuff you have to do sometimes in a long-distance mm-hmm. relationship. Like, acknowledging each other on, like, different apps. Like, mm-hmm. Snapchatting. Like, it's silly, but it keeps you kind of up to date with what's going on in each other's life on a day-to-day basis. I truly feel like with a lot of my long-distance friendships that I don't speak to every day, I Snapchat every single day, though, and yes. just to see what they're doing. Yeah. Like, my one friend, she works for um, Anheuser, Anheuser-Busch, like the Bud Light company. Yeah. So she'll send me literally every single little, like, little party she's promoting, like, every single day. And it's so fucking cool to see. Like, I love that that's the life she's leading. And I, don't, I barely get to see her. So it's nice to have, like, a little snippet into her life. Yeah, I, my, I have, like, two good, well, two friends of mine that I Snapchat every single day. We don't text. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and I can tell when they're at work. When I, mm-hmm. One of them just moved into mm-hmm. a house. Like, one of them studying. Like, that's mm-hmm. how I keep up with stuff that's going on in their yes. life. Like, we don't text. We don't FaceTime. We don't call. Like, I barely even see them if they're home. But yeah. I, I know what's going on yeah. through Snapchat and Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. 100%. You have to just find what works for you with that friendship. And just because you don't talk every day anymore or if you continue to talk every day, that's great. But a lot of times that's not realistic. It depends on the level of the friendship and, like, It just depends on the maintenance that is needed for that relationship. But just find what works for you guys. And it could be something very different between friendship to friendship. And that's how it is for me. Yeah, every friendship's different. Yeah. Um, I like just calling my friends and just venting about people that they have no idea about either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that's how we kind of keep in touch. Like, Yeah. It's just so, like, hard, like, adjusting to, like, change and, like, when your friend's, like, not physically here anymore. For sure. Like... I mean, like, they moved. I didn't mean, like, they died. I meant, like... Literally, everyone kept saying to me when... Dan- my my friend's name is Danielle, not this Danielle. She's right next to me. I'm but when Danielle was leaving, I was, they were like, she's not dying. And I'm like, I know, she's not. <laughs> like, literally. You don't get it. And then my other best friend, like, also from... I don't even know how old we are. we were when we met Chris is leaving in less than a month now. So it's, like, the two people that, like, solidified me as a person like grew with me cried with me mourned with me like every single thing are leaving so it's a big adjustment I am terrible with change like Danielle said so I'll keep you guys updated along the journey because it's definitely it's such good amazing positive things for them 
And it's going to be a big, I think, journey for me with my own getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and getting comfortable being alone again. Um, and it also is definitely triggering like abandonment issues from my childhood. When they're not abandoning me, they're fucking living their lives and thriving. And I'm so fucking proud of them. Yeah. And it's not about me. So yeah. it's just me adjusting to a different life where they're not present in my face every single day. It's like a different type of relationship. Like yes. they're still your best friends, but they're just not right in front of your face. Right. But that is just the test of time and distance. Period. Period. And I hope that you guys have people that you know will stand the test of time. Yeah. That's, it's like family members too, like yes. that move away. Yeah. Like that's hard too. My my cousin moved to LA across the country away from his whole family. Mm-hmm. And he's like my best friend. Mm-hmm. Thankfully he just moved back home. But Period. That was and it was a cool place to visit. Yeah. But he's very busy, so we didn't really get to see him or talk to him. But like when we do see him and talk to him. It's literally, like, no time has passed, and it's just, like, a good time. And it makes you, like, when you are physically all back together, friends, boyfriend, family, whatever, it makes you kind of, like, cherish the time that you do spend together. And, like, I find myself um, not really on my phone, Mm -hmm. um, which is is big. Yeah. Um, And just, like, kind of cramming of all this time in together and like, oh, I need to do this, this and that, like mm-hmm. being present and just enjoying that time and like doing things that you guys talk about, not just like say you're going to do. Yes. So yeah, it's just fun. I mean, it's fun. It's hard. It's different. It's everything. It's so bittersweet. There's so many emotions that are involved in distance and change and adjusting, but if it hurts, it means that it's something that matters, so that's kind of a good way to look yeah, at it. And then you're kind of lucky enough to have somebody that you care so much about and that your friendship's that important to you that it is affecting you like that. Exactly. So think of it as a positive. Period. Look at us. Positive. Look community. at us. All right, it's too much therapy. Let's talk about our unhinged habits. Yeah, I was <laughs> literally going to say, what was your unhinged habit this week, Bray? Uh, I don't know. Do you have one off the top of your head? Um, I still haven't put my laundry away <laughs> from the move. No, I'm just kidding. Imagine. Imagine. That's like a month or two months. Um, uh, I don't know. I have to think. Probably just talking to my situation yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing new. Nothing new uh. with me. I mean, it's, like, in a good place right now, but mm-hmm. it's nothing, like, crazy. Mm-hmm. I just want to go on a date. Wait, can we settle something? I have a debate going on that, like, if someone asks you, hey, what are you doing the rest of the week? It's Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. And you tell them what you're doing. Uh-huh. They're like, you're always busy. I'm like, it's the middle of the week. I have plans the rest of the week. And I'm like, well, like, like. When someone says, like, hang out, what do you think that means? Instantly dry. That's what it means for me. Like, what do you think you're going to do, though? Like, oh, do you want to hang out? What do you think that He's is? He's going to invite you over. And that's not a date. No, that's right? not a date. And when someone says, oh, I want to take you on a date, mm-hmm. what do you think that is? What does that look like? Uh, dinner, something. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I rest my case. It's honestly common sense <laughs> that some men, I think, I don't know if it's a universal thing. I don't know if it's a New Jersey thing, but they just really don't understand the fact that the word hang out is not something it's that we're responsive to. Right. It's like, 
okay, when you say hang out, I think we're just going to watch a movie. Like, not even right. hook, like, it's not even just about hooking up. Like, right. it's really just, oh, okay, we're going to watch a movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting, I'm not going to put a bra on for that. No, like, you like, know what I mean? No. I'm not going to do my hair for that. I'm not going to get excited for that. Right. Absolutely like, not. Like, cool, we're hanging out, whatever, but it's not like, I'm not taking you seriously. Like, no. We're, we're hanging out. Exactly. But if you say, hey, don't make plans for this day, I want to take you on a date. You don't even need to tell me what we're doing. I'm already excited. Right. Exactly. It's the initiative and the confidence that you have to portray almost. And if you don't have the confidence, fake it till you make it, man. Woman. Yeah. But, like, I'll be like, that's not, that's not what you say, though. And he's like, I just don't understand, like, why. And I'm like, because I want to strangle and you. And that's when you block them. But <laughs> it's not like an argument. It's more of just, like, it's, like. I'm just like, you're just so difficult. <laughs> and like, I don't, but like, it's that's like, fine though. That's fine. We don't need to go on a date. And then again, I always say, I'm not going to take you seriously until you take what I say seriously. So, yeah. It's the same old song and dance that it normally is. And it, it's just a revolving fucking. I don't even know. It's not a door. It's like a subway train. It's like, like the doors it's just like won't the close. Do- no, it's like the it's the door that you walk in that like if you don't get out quick enough. Oh yeah, just you just keep coming. going in circles and yeah. circles and circles and circles and circles and circles. And I'm actually dizzy now that I said that thinking about it. I'm like, I'm <laughs> out. <laughs> but yeah, that's why unhinged job is uh, arguing about stupid, like not even like real life stuff. And just talking to my situationship. Okay. Um, trying to think. I think my unhinged habit has just been uh, not really doing anything. I've just been a blob all week. I also am going on vacation on Thursday and not have prepared a single fucking thing. I just finally booked a shuttle yesterday so we don't get, um, you know, kidnapped at the airport. That's important. Um, so I did that, but absolutely nothing else. I have no outfits planned, nothing planned, and I am working the next three days, like, violently, aggressively. So um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> so violently, we'll aggressively. Aggressively, literally. So I don't know when I'm going to have the time to pack. It's going to have to be at 6 a.m. right before my flight. So we'll see. Sometimes that's the best packing. Honestly. I'm just going to pack everything and nothing. I bought sunscreen. At, at the same time. I bought sunscreen just so oh, I don't nice. die. You know. Yeah. Um, That's it. Are you watching Love Island USA at all? I don't think it aired yet. It, it's airing Tuesday. Are you going to watch? Yes, of course. My family and I are having a premiere party. <gasps> I love that. Yeah, I'm really excited. That's so exciting. Yeah, my cousin's boyfriend works on it, so he's in Fiji, so we're, like, oh. supporting him. But I'm also, like, a huge Love yeah, Island I'm fan. Yeah, I'm a huge Love Island so fan. I, like, didn't really – I only really watched USA's last season – because I tried to watch the other ones, and they were just, like, painfully bad compared to, like, the U.K. The U.K.'s is so good mm-hmm. and so much better, and just their chat, like, is better. Their chat. The chat. It's just a bit of chat. See, I love both. I've watched every season of USI, and oh, I really, really like yeah. it. I, I mean, I'm going to watch it now, like, this, obviously, this upcoming one, but I liked I Their last season was really good. They stepped it up. Yeah. Which was like, okay, the USI. Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, well, guys. This was so fun. So fun. As always. Always. We're so glad to have some banter with you guys. Some banter, some chat. Yeah. Some. Deep chats. Some. <laughs> I, don't even, I can't even think. It's Sunday night and my brain is fried. Period. My brain is gone. Fried. Dead. And I don't want to go to work tomorrow. But mama needs some money. Mama needs some money. Mama needs some money. Get 
get some bread. Get some sugar. Some butter. Red butter sugar. And put it all on there. And get me some money. Oh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Peace the fuck out. <laughs> we love you. See you love next you. week. Bye.